Hello and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. We here at Taco the Town hope everyone is having a great 2018 so far and you are all doing your part to make 2018 the year of the taco. Like I said before, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until it's the right time to talk about it. Today, we'll be reviewing another great Kansas City taco destination. We'll be joined by special guests, and we'll share their favorite taco place with me and you, and we'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Just a reminder, we love to hear from our listeners at Taco the Town. We want to thank everyone who's emailed and reached out via Twitter and with all their taco suggestions. Thanks to our friend Tag Huff for reaching out and suggesting Light's Snack Shack in Belton. Tag recommends the Snack Shack's plump, greasy beef tacos. He says they're fried corn shell with a smattering of lettuce and topped with powdered orange cheese. A thin, hot, or mild sauce to finish it off. It's a very unique, blasphemous and delectable sort of taco. It's a taco version of a good, bad movie. And thanks to Bill, who suggested Dos de Oros in South KC, which I've eaten at a lot and I love. Bill suggests the Lingua tacos and their Al Pastor tacos, which he calls the one true taco filling. We'll definitely be reviewing both of those locations on future episodes. And if you have a taco suggestion, please send us an email to tacothetowntopics at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Twitter where you can find us at Taco the Town KC. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Jalapenos, with two Kansas City locations, one in South Kansas City and one in good old Stanley, Kansas at 151st and 69 Highway in the Stanley Station Shopping Center right there behind the Quick Trip and the one in Brookside at 638 Brookside Plaza. Jalapenos was opened in 1991 in the Stanley Station Shopping Center. Jalapenos is a family-friendly restaurant that offers the best in drinks and authentic Mexican food, using only the freshest produce and finest ingredients. With an experienced and friendly staff, you're guaranteed a truly unforgettable experience at Jalapenos. Jalapenos likes to keep it local, fresh, and affordable. On a Friday and Saturday night, Jalapenos has been described as a bustling cantina where there is often a wait to get a seat. Jalapenos is famous for always refilling your basket of chips and your bowls of salsa and your drinks in a timely manner. I would say besides Taco Villa, Jalapenos was the second most frequented taco restaurant or Mexican restaurant growing up in Stanley, Kansas. It's one of the first restaurants I ever went to that had free chips and salsa on the table. And I have many fond memories of Jalapenos. Jalapeno's motto is Mojada, Mobetta, a very 1990s slogan. Let's meet this week's guests. This week, we are joined by two guests who hold our taco destination close to their hearts and call Jalapeno's one of their favorite taco places in Kansas City. We are joined by Kate Hogan. Hi. Actress, improv comedy superstar. Oh my, what? Member of the Kansas City Improv Troupe, uh-huh. Ham Kitty. A taco lover. This is her second time appearing on the show and is always down to talk tacos. Thanks for being on the show, Kate. I'm always down to taco. About. Tacos. Oh. 
We are also joined by Shay Estes, jazz singer, performer, actress, and voiceover artist, a taco lover, a fellow Blue Valley Tiger alumni. We once played love interests on stage in the musical Crazy For You and is also a former employee of Jalapeno Stanley. Thanks for being on the show, Shay. Thank you for having me. So tell me about jalapenos, the pronunciation of jalapenos. You have a lot of jalapenos lore that you can share with us. Okay, well, first of all, in the actual name, there is no tilde over the N. So if you were to pronounce it, it would be jalapenos. But that doesn't sound very good. And since it's located in Stanley, where most people don't have, you know, really super authentic Mexican-Spanish pronunciation, everybody just called it jalapenos. Right. And because that also sounds kind of uncomfortable, it sort of devolved into japalenos. <laughs> and so most people who frequently go there will actually refer to really? it Whoa. as japalenos. No. And I mean, when I was a kid, I'd say jal. Jalapenos. Jalapenos is also another popular As a one. joke. I Jalapenos wasn't really thinking. is actually, <laughs> a lot of people call it oh that. Oh my gosh. Wow. So you can say jalapenos. You can say jalapenos. You can say jalapenos. You can say jalapenos or you can say japalenos. What Which the, oh. Tom Watson actually signed a t-shirt that spelled it japalenos. Japalenos. Yeah. So what did the owners say? They pretty much are a fan of any pronunciation that involves more people talking about and coming okay. to the restaurant. All right. So any of them, yeah. they're equally. It's a turn right. and burn restaurant. It's just like it's all yeah. about volume. It's all about bodies moving through. And especially if famous people are talking about it and signing T-shirts, they do not care what you call it That's as so long crazy. as you do it publicly. Yeah. Back in the 90s, it had all these famous 1990s sports figures, oh, T-shirts yeah. uh, signed that were hung up in the waiting area, oh, like yeah. Marty Schottenheimer, George no, Brett, Tom The Schottenheimers Watson. used to come in on Friday nights and sit at table 21 after Blue Valley High School football games because their son, Brian Schottenheimer, oh, yeah. was the quarterback on the team. Oh, my God! Yeah, they would come in and drink like a pitcher of margaritas. They were favorite regulars. So how long did you work there? I started there. I actually got my application on my 15th birthday because they did free fried ice cream on your birthday. And Mitch was waiting on me. Mitch! And he gave me an application and I started there like a few weeks later. And that was the summer before my sophomore year. And I stayed there. I worked there all the way up through right before I left for New York to go to college. I was there for a long time. My sister actually started maybe like a year after me. And she worked there all the way through college, pretty much right up until she went to law school. Wow. So my family has stayed connected yeah. to jalapenos for a really long time. Okay. They're kind of famous for having the same employees that they had 25 years ago. Oh, they're yeah. still working, at least yeah. in the Stanley location, yeah. they're still working there. A lot of the people that when I was working there as a hostess, People who started working as bussers, then when they turned 18, they started working as servers, and then they moved to bartenders. Like, it's really very family-oriented, yeah. which is not surprising because the owners, Pat and Ben Hernandez, Pat Hernandez and Ben Hernandez are not related to each other. They were friends. I always thought they were the Hernandez brothers. No, yeah. they're not brothers. So Pat Hernandez has four other brothers, and two of them, Johnny and I can't remember the other one's name, had a restaurant called Fajitas down on the boulevard. And then Ben Hernandez has a cousin, I believe his name was DQ, and he was one of the owners of Margaritas. Mm. Then Pat's other brother, Ed, 
was a manager at Brookside, and Pat's youngest brother, Mark, was the kitchen manager in Stanley, and also the manager of the short-lived but amazing Jalapeno's Sandstone, which was located inside Sandstone Amphitheater. No way. Totally and completely way. This is like a history podcast now. It's, I mean, I cannot tell jalapenos. you how much so I know cool. about this restaurant. I want to know everything. <laughs> I really want to know about Mitch. Will you tell me about Mitch? Okay. And we need to introduce Mitch, I guess. Okay, so <laughs> Mitch, character. Mitch and Sherry are the two longest standing employees at Jalapeno Stanley. They basically were the two lead servers. Everybody loved them. Like Mitch was the kind of guy, if he saw people come in twice he would find out everything he possibly could about them. Wow. Mitch was the guy who he, upon walking in, he knew your name, he knew your kids' names, he knew where you worked, he knew, and not like in a creepy stalker way, he yeah. just remembered things about good people. good customer service. Yes, and if he saw, like, one day one of my high school friends' families came in, and he came up and he's like, would you tell me their last name? And I, I told him, and he's like, okay, I see them all the time. And he's like, they're very, very nice people. And I watched him write it in a little book. And then walk away. And he keeps like a cheat sheet on people until he gets to really know them. He knows what you drink. He knows what you eat. He treats you like a friend. And then you actually become his friend. And Sherry is the same way. So they used to trade like the best section was the 20s. Was these booths, the non-smoking booths, and Mitch got the twenties on Friday night, and Sherry got the twenties on Saturday night. That's a great section, and that was the cleanup section. Like if you got the twenties, you were gonna make bank because, uh, like I said, it's a turn and burn restaurant. So the idea is that you get them in, you get them fed, you make them as happy as possible, and then they go out, which is why they don't seat in complete parties. Because if you're sitting at a oh, table yeah. waiting for your douchey friend who's not going to show up for 30 minutes, you're not ordering. You're They're biting not, into their pocket. You're holding a table yeah. and that server. Not Mojada, not Mojada. Neither of those are Hada <laughs> or Beta. Thanks for the. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just want to say that I have a friend, Josh Meyer. I think he's all of our friend, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said on Facebook that he went into Halloween. Pinos. Pinos. I know I'm having a hard time. He went in there like 15 years after the last time he had been there and Mitch brought him a diet Dr. Pepper. Uh Uh-huh. That's so crazy. Yeah. No, he's that great. I like could I could believe if he was like, oh, I remember you or something. But he like brought him the drink that he used to get. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my eyes are bugging out. Mitch is amazing. I didn't see him for like 10 or 15 years. And then like I saw him in a jazz club. Like he and his wife Katrina were at one of my gigs. And I just like saw him and I I, like almost started crying because I was so happy to see him. He used to loan me the most amazing records. Like a formative part of my musical education in life came from Mitch. Like, <laughs> weird so Dire cool. Straits records I'd never heard of. The man is a music nut. Wow. There's some more gossip Oh, on I Mitch. just love Mitch gossip. He's amazing. <laughs> so a lot of these early 19, late 80s, early 90s Mexican restaurants in the suburbs of Kansas City, this is before Taco Tuesday became a catchphrase and hashtag. Before Taco Tuesday was a running regular thing that all taco restaurants had, Jalapenos does not have Taco Tuesday. They have Taco Monday. And Fajita Tuesday. And Fajita Tuesday. And this this is, I mean, I remember this as a kid. It's like, why don't they just do Taco Tuesday like everybody else? No, 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 no. What's, what's the reason? <laughs> because they're going to sell tacos every day of the week. But if you're going to bring people in on the slowest day of the week in restaurants, 
Is that Monday? Monday? Mm-hmm. So if you do two-for-one tacos on a Monday, that's way more brilliant. Anybody can do two for So they do tacos. good business on Taco Monday. Yes, they do Tequila great Tequila Harry's has Taco Monday, too, and that's another jalapeno-style mm-hmm. Mexican restaurant. Yeah. So me and Kate were wondering, we were talking about this the other day, why don't they do Fajita Friday? <laughs> because, because people it are gonna, sounds better. People are going to come in on Friday. So Fajita Tuesday doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it's not about rolling off the tongue. It's about when you get bodies in. The fajitas are the most expensive item on the menu. And if you get a discount on fajitas, you're like, hell yeah, I'm going to go eat fajitas on a Tuesday. Why not? You <laughs> yeah. know? And you're already going to eat fajitas on Friday. Yeah. Because yeah, you're going to be fajita there on Friday. Friday. Yeah. And you know in your heart it's Fajita Friday. Yeah. The idea of discount. running specials throughout the week is to bring people into a restaurant on a night that they wouldn't normally go out to dine. So okay. Taco I know, Monday. I know nothing Fajita about restaurants. Tuesday. Uh, selling restaurants. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay. This was, makes sense. They were my the first step down the rabbit hole into a long-term service industry career for me. So. Okay. I learned a lot there. <laughs> so, Kate, you used to go to the Stanley Jalapenos. Yeah. It was yeah. one of the first Mexican restaurants you'd go to besides like Taco Villa. Or- right. And I might be misremembering because children's memories are all warped. But I feel like we would go on a Friday or Saturday night and the wait would literally be three hours. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. That's so crazy. Well, it was- I can't even imagine waiting three hours anywhere. It was the only game in town. You know, we had like Jersey Boys. And, and a McDonald's. And a McDonald's. <laughs> like, we didn't have, I'm like, if Horse there were. Horse Hardware was next door. If there were other restaurants in Stanley, I don't remember them. Yeah. Like, you had to drive. There was Joe's Barn. Oh, and Joe's Barn. Yeah, Joe's, yeah. Barn. Joe's Barn. In fact, my sister worked at Joe's Barn, and then she left Joe's Barn, went to Tippins, and Tippins. then went to Jalapenos, which actually that plays into one of the songs that we wrote for Jalapenos, the musical. What? Yeah, we wrote a musical about jalapenos. Um, I'm going to ask you to sing a jalapeno song later in the episode. Is that, that, will, okay? that, that will happen. Okay. <laughs> Kate, what did you order when you'd go to jalapenos? Yeah, so I would get um, poppers as an appetizer, and I would get the three chicken tacos. Tacos, tacos, tacos. Meal, tacos, tacos, tacos. As my entree, and because I was a small child, my mom would always try to talk me into just getting poppers as my meal. And that was not acceptable to me because you need both poppers and chicken tacos. That's essential. I would get tacos, tacos, tacos. I was really big into beef tacos as a kid. So I would mm. always order because I grew up on Taco Via and I just always would go to tacos, tacos, tacos. Number three. Yes. On the menu. Which mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. That's what I love. That it. makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I did go through a fajita phase later, like probably in my teen years, I went through a fajita phase. So I'd always get fajitas at jalapenos. I'm more of an a la carte girl. Like mm-hmm. I always kind of have been. But early on, I remember getting the El Pollo because it was like a combination of taco and enchilada. And it was all chicken and then no substitutions. No substitutions. Like, you do not switch things out. Mm. Like, if it says no substitutions, no substitution. Why do they get so mad about that? Because they have things prepped in advance. So you can eliminate things. So not fresh. They have no, they they prep it that day. Okay. For example, the tacos. That day before the shift, they pre-cook the meat, like the ground beef or the chicken or everything kind of gets pre-cooked. And then they they wrap them in the tortillas and they get them all ready and they pinch the tops together. And then as the order comes in, 
then they can just immediately grab two out of a big Lexan in the fridge, and then those go down mm-hmm. in the fryer. So there's taco guy, and there's an enchilada guy. So all of these people, nice. it's like a well-oiled machine in the kitchen. You don't mess with that. What yeah. was the philosophy behind filling the chips up again so quickly and filling people's drinks? I was always amazed at how fast they do that. Okay, so they always have a few bussers on the floor, and they had a very strong attitude about, like, you are— everybody's server. Like you are not oh, just like your that. tables. You are responsible for everybody because basically the attitude was like, if one person walks out of here unhappy, we have all done a poor job tonight. You do not want anybody to sit around with that middle-aged white woman look on her face like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I, my Diet Coke is empty and I do not have enough chips and this was a terrible experience. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. they were really great about making sure that every detail was attended to and in an era where casual dining restaurants weren't doing something which is called expo numbers where it's like position one, two, three, four. Like, they know that the lady in position four ordered the tacos, tacos, tacos. They know the guy in position two ordered the chubby burrito so they don't go around and auction food where it's just like, who had the... The beef tacos, like they didn't do that. It was all about making sure that every detail was attended to. So so all the guests had to do was think about the experience they were having with their friends. And that's why people continue to go there. It's an effortless dining experience. Jalapenos. It's the service. Like it's the service. Like for gringo tacos, which I should mention. It's totally what jalapenos is, There are two different classifications of Mexican food. There is actual Mexican food, and then there's gringo Mexican food. Yeah. So for gringo tacos, it's the kind of place that gives you the kind of experience that you want to have. The food is very consistent, which is very important. Consistency in a dining experience. People want to have the same experience going back. Mm -hmm. And their attention to service. And if anything ever does go wrong, they will totally go out of their way to make it right. That's the thing that works in Overland Park. That's the thing that works in the suburbs. You know, if you're willing to drive into town and and enjoy an actual cultural experience and go to KCK or go to Independence Avenue or actually explore varieties of Mexican food like Veracruz or, or Baja or a bunch of different styles, you don't get the security of knowing the exact way you're going to be treated, what's going to be on the menu, how you order, it can be a little terrifying to people. But going there is an effortless experience. Yeah, I agree. So tell me, why does Jalapenos call its customers peppers? Oh, that's just part of like, it's kind of brilliant marketing. It's like they have the one pepper whose name is Mojada and the other pepper's name is Mo Betta. And then they, it's just like a way to create a sense of inclusivity, I think. You have a classic jalapeno t-shirt I do. On. I have their sixth anniversary t-shirt from 1997. It's so amazing. My father has saved every t-shirt. Like, remember back in the day where it's like, if you get a t-shirt that's like branded with anything, like a mu- high school musical t-shirt or... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like... Where everyone signs the back of it. Yeah, yeah. wind puff paint. Um, <laughs> like... All of the t-shirts that we got that were printed were like unisex. And so if you show up on anniversary day and you're required to wear the t-shirt, like the servers would get there at three. I wouldn't get there as a host until like five or six. And all that's left is like the swimming around in it sizes. So we just give them to my dad. And like my dad still has them all and he mows the lawn in them. So I'm like, 
picking through his. I got a jalapeno sweatshirt on too. That is so. Yeah, cool. that jalapeno sweatshirt's <laughs> awesome. It's pretty great. So, what year do you think that sweatshirt's from? Ooh, I don't know. It's at least late '90s, early 2000s. But I can definitively say that the T-shirt is from 1997. <laughs> okay, excellent. So, before we taste test the tacos, I always like to check the taco ticker, which is the taco news of the week. Do you guys want to check the taco ticker with yeah. me? Yes, please. Okay, so here's the taco ticker sounder. Yeah. Kate, you really enjoy this? Yeah, I do. First story in the taco ticker. <laughs> Let me get your guys' thoughts on this. A restaurant named Baby Loves Tacos was recently opened and shut down by the health department in Bloomfield, a suburb of Pittsburgh, because of a failure to operate a valid permit. With a name like Baby Loves Tacos, do you think this caused confusion or do you think it sounds like a restaurant where babies eat tacos? Your thoughts. I don't know how babies are supposed to get food permits. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's I mean, why they're they not even eligible it. to apply. What do they expect? <laughs> this baby starts a taco restaurant. It loves tacos. And then it can't get food permits. What's it supposed to do? This is so unfair. I just, it reminds me of this Saturday Night Live sketch from the 80s where it's like this obnoxious couple dining at a restaurant. I think it was Dana Carvey. And it's like they were behaving really inappropriately. And they're like, baby wants sauce? Baby likes sauce. (laughs) I remember that. Oh, baby likes. And so I hear that name and I'm like. Baby loves taco. Baby loves taco. Baby loves taco. Put the taco in my mouth. Like maybe the the health department saw that and everyone was behaving that way. And they're like, this has got to stop. Yeah, maybe it's, is it a guy opening it up for his wife that he loves and calls his baby or vice versa or? I don't know. There's a story there. We should yeah. probably investigate. Or it's a place deeper. for babies to go eat tacos. Well, but how do babies eat tacos? Like what age of baby? Maybe a baby choked on a taco. <gasps> and they had to, yeah. It died. I don't know. I'm, I like, I think the first explanation is this, like, how can a baby, <laughs> even if you get a health permit on behalf of the baby, if the yeah. baby's running the place. Like, yeah, like shady baby. Getting, shady baby. Getting somebody else to get his health permit. Somebody just should have told the guy who opened this place, maybe think of a different name for your you, Yeah, you place. wouldn't have any health concerns if you had a better name and wash your hands. Sir. Yeah, the babies weren't washing their hands. That's really what like did They it. could have just called it Taco Babies or Taco, yeah. Babies Tacos. I think Taco Babies is a very different thing, David. <laughs> okay, all right, you're right. Taco ticker story number two. Torchy's Tacos, the famous Austin, Texas taco joint, is opening a Tulsa, Oklahoma location this month. Oh. Uh, It's giving away free tacos at the grand opening. The company's slogan is Damn Good Tacos. This will be the closest Torchy's location to Kansas City. Do you think you'll make the trek down to Tulsa to eat at Torchy's? No. Do you think taco lovers should make the trip down to Torchies? <laughs> what if we got like a taco bus? A taco caravan. Here, here's the thing. I will say this. I come from Oklahoma, people. There's a lot of really cool stuff to do in Tulsa. Oh. And I think if there was cool if there was another thing happening in Tulsa, like they're a big Concert. art town. Like they have a lot of really cool art and like independent galleries and yeah. stuff. They have this really amazing art festival that happens every year that's like interactive, progressive, performance, art. It's super cool. So I think if I were gonna like maybe think about going for that and I was on the fence, I'd be like, oh, but torches. So yeah, make a weekend of What's it. What's yeah. the length drive from Kansas City to Tulsa? Three hours. No. No. Oh, it's longer. 
No, no way. Really? I think it's just three hours. Because yeah. it's on 71. Because oh. it's five to Oklahoma City. And I yeah, feel like that's Tulsa what I was is like. thinking of. Maybe. Might be just two and a half. I mean, don't we have it's phones? Close. We're like, doing this. Who's faster? You got it? Yeah, I've got I just it. went down there like last year and it's about a three hour drive. Yeah, but okay. were you sleeping for part of the way? No, like, I drove. Well, I, oh. well, I was driving. Okay, but, but do, that doesn't mean you weren't sleeping. No. Ham Kitty went down to Oklahoma City for an improv festival a few weeks ago and that was a very long drive. I know, but it's like mostly Kansas. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's three, it's uh, three hours and 52 minutes. You know what the thing is, oh, is like once you get to Oklahoma, you totally know though, because if you're like sleeping and you're in Kansas, you will wake up the second you hit the Oklahoma border because it's just like all of a sudden it's like, you're sleeping peacefully. And it's the same thing if you're sleeping Oklahoma into Texas, you'll wake up because it's like, and then it's silent. Well, I'd like to go down there and try Torchies since that's the closest Torchies. I've never had Torchies. I'll go. And I hear Maybe things, if so. you arrange a Torchies trip. A Torchies tour. Yeah. Torchies like, taco Torchies tour. Taco a tour. caravan or, you know, mm-hmm. we get a bus. We could get together all the fans of Taco the Town and go down there. I feel like this is a I'll take my idea. Prius. Yeah. Drive everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure there are lots of them. <laughs> all right. So... Third story in the taco ticker this week. I was going to bring it up, and then another story popped up that is is associated with this story. So oh. this just happened today. No. Third story in the taco ticker. Have you guys seen the new Taco Bell commercials that call the Taco Bell late nights dollar menu fans? They call them the Bell Luminati. Bell Luminati. No. Can play the audio. Okay. I don't have the audio. Uh, Here we go. So Charlie Daniels, country western music legend. Yeah. He got upset about the Bell Luminati commercials. (laughs) Charlie Daniels issues a warning to Taco Bell about its Bell Luminati ad campaign. Drop the chalupa and listen up, Taco Bell. Charlie Daniels has a message for you. Namely, (laughs) that it's a mistake to take the Illuminati lightly. The devil went down to Georgia musician and noted conservative Daniels took some time out of his evening on Monday to issue a grave (laughs) warning to the fast food chain. Hey, Taco Bell, the Illuminati is not a frivolous subject. What about the Bell Illuminati? (laughs) It hit a nerve with him, and that's all he said. That's all his tweet said. Does he, like, specify? He failed to elaborate. (laughs) Like... Did he just get done reading, like, the Celestine Prophecy, or, mm-hmm. like, does he have... He might be... Or no, he not might the be Celestine a... Prophecy, sorry. I'm mixing that terrible book up with that other one by that's by Dan Brown with the, the Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci oh, Code, yeah, yeah, yeah. Celestine yeah. Prophecy, Da Vinci Code. They, they have... both have an eyeball on the cover. Yeah, they're the both yeah. kind of terrible. And a one's pyramid. Green. One's green. One's green, so. and the other one's probably brown. <laughs> I think it is brown. Sorry. For Dan Brown. <laughs> right. For Dan Brown. <laughs> I should stick to tacos and not bad (laughs) literature. He might be in league with like Alex Jones and... um, Yeah, I'm wondering, is he like a conspiracy theorist? Yeah, probably. There was something else that he was like getting into not too long ago that was something cuckoo like Maybe they kicked him out of the Freemasons and he actually does know some stuff. Or he had a bad experience at a Taco Bell in the drive-thru. Oh, maybe he's a member of the Illuminati. He's just really bad at keeping secrets. I think he was just drinking and was watching sports and saw that commercial 20 million times like I did last Mm. weekend. And I was just like, Maybe he's just starting some beef to like up his Twitter followers. 
Ding, 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 thank ding, you, ding. I think you did a good job because this is getting national press. So, like here. Yeah. Here on Taco the Town. <laughs> he's going to Google <laughs> his name <laughs> and like this is going to come up and he's going to probably give you an angry tweet as well. He might be a member of the Fiddle Illuminati. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Fiddle Illuminati. That comes courtesy of Curtis Seabolt, engineer. Thanks, Curtis. Okay, let's close up the taco ticker. What do you say? Thanks for answering those questions. Where's the bottle opener? Oh. All right, so we've got some jalapenos tacos in front of us. Uh, what do you say? Let's put these tacos to the test. The taco test. Sounds good. Kate? Ta- taco the test. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this is just basically your good old-fashioned gringo taco, except for it's not that, like, molded hard shell that's, like, structured and and crackery-like, like we're used to getting out of the box of, like, old El Paso or... The shells are different. Yes, the shells are different. So they take a normal corn tortilla, and then they put the filling in it, and then they close it up and usually kind of pinch the sides, like, close it so that the sides are put together... And then that gets deep fried like that. So it kind of makes this, it's kind of connected at the top. And then they pry it open like a little clamshell. Mm-hmm. And then they put the cheese and then they put the shredded lettuce. And then they put some diced tomato and then some chopped green onion on it. And it's, that's what it comes with. Unless you specify no cheese, that is how your taco is going to come. They think there's onion, but maybe no. No, there's no onion. I think I just always assumed, but no. no. Onion. I always thought there was little onions in there, too. I don't, maybe they use it in the meat, but I haven't. No, no onion. Is it I, possible they used to have onion? Because I don't remember there being onion, and I definitely didn't have them on mine when I ate them in Brookside. Maybe it's when you get the big, like the plate of it. Yeah, I like think a, I usually get like pico too, though. Like oh, I almost always okay. order pico. So that's it. I just kind of put that on everything. Okay. And we're eating the, we have the hard shell chicken and the hard shell beef yes. tacos. Okay. So now Dave, before you do this, I'm going to have to tell you something that is kind of like a jalapeno Stanley thing. And maybe I can't speak for everyone, but I definitely know that I can speak for myself and several other women that worked there. And I think men as well. They have Crack Ranch. We are talking about Stanley Kansas Tacos. So anybody who wants to be a hater and be like, why would you put ranch on tacos? We're not talking about San Antonio. We're not talking about El Camino Real. We're talking about jalapenos. So put a little bit of ranch on top of the salsa on your taco. Okay. And it is magic. You brought us all some crack ranch yes. and also some other different sauces. I actually stopped by the Brookside one because I was pretty sure you wouldn't get ranch and you wouldn't get the hot salsa, which is brown. And I just feel like you, you're not accurately representing jalapenos taco <laughs> consumption unless you have a little bit of ranch. Okay. I want to know more about this ranch. I think they use like a basic, like a powder and it's buttermilk ranch and it's not like they're doing anything weird. Okay. It's just for some reason Better than any other ranch. Do they advertise it on their menu? No, they don't. It's a top secret. It's like a secret, secret menu thing. Thing, but it's just like everybody that I know. Like you find out about it if you ever order a dinner salad. That's how you <laughs> find out. Like if you because the dinner's 
salad is basically like if you get a dinner salad with a side of chicken on it, it's the inside of a taco with no taco shell. Yeah, yeah. So All right, so I'm going to take a bite of this uh, beef taco mm-hmm. with some of this ranch, special ranch on mm-hmm. it. How's that grab you? Being transported to another time. Stanley, Kansas, 1996. <laughs> I think Marty Schottenheimer just walked by. <laughs> hey, Tom Watson. Wow, this is amazing. Is it? Would you like some more Diet Dr. Pepper? Yes, please. And, and could you fill my chips? You Most didn't have to ask. Yeah, you don't have to ask. Didn't even have to ask. <laughs> it's good. It's like you're like... Hey, can I get more? And as you're about to say it, somebody is setting down a basket in front of you. Right. Kate, what do you usually get when you go to jalapenos? Or what did you get this time? I got one beef taco and one chicken taco. And they were both delicious. I will say, I think that jalapenos tacos, at least the ones in Brookside, have too much meat in them. How is that a thing? Sometimes the meat in the middle is dry. Because of the frying process. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is why I have a tendency to be insistent that I have a spoon so that I can sauce as I yes, go. Yes, that's what I do. And I sauce the as I go. And, well, I just thought of something. If you got a little side of the popper sauce, it's that might be like the world's best And food. like nobody knows about popper sauce. It's so, so good. Popper sauce is, and my husband just had it for the first time the other day, and it's I should stop here. I'm going to tell a minor, minor story, and then I'll return to the point. Don't let me forget it. Oftentimes when people work in a restaurant, you eat the same things over and over again. You don't have a lot of time to eat. You get very, very kind of bored of ordering things off the menu, so you start to get really creative. Then a lot of times, based upon the fact that like it's either food cost or it's labor cost, some things are just more expensive. They don't give it to employees half price. They have to pay full price. So it's like fajitas were full price. Don't even bother unless you're just like, I'm shelling out money today. I'm going to eat some fajitas. Yeah. And so one of the things that a lot of us started doing when I was in high school is we would order a plate of fries with fajita seasoning. And then you would line up in an arc around your fry plate, like every kind of dipping sauce available. So you'd have like like red salsa, brown salsa, popper sauce, which is this tomatillo green salsa but it's sweet and slightly vinegary, almost has a flavor like sweet relish, mm-hmm. but okay. but a texture of a tomatillo salsa. So it's it's amazing. It's just like you can't, there's nothing in any restaurant that I've ever had that's like it. It's so bizarre. Like it's very sweet. Like it's very apropos, I would say, of a suburban palate. But yes. it just for some reason works so well. And so we would get some popper sauce and then there would be some ketchup and then there would be some honey mustard and then there would be the ranch, the crack ranch. And usually like you would share that with somebody else. But yeah, so any kind of sauce, like if you can get more sauces, then you can have a different experience with each bite of your taco. They need to do a better job of advertising these different sauces. No, 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 no. It's for insiders because every <laughs> sauce that they give you for free Jalapeno is money. They're just, it's they're like just, animal style. Like yeah. You have right. to know about it. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like there's an upcharge for almost everything, like a side of cheese. Saw some reviews online that 
a side of sour cream is like seven bucks at jalapenos. Mm-mm. Is that true? That's crazy Mm-mm. talk. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Lies. Complete lies. I'm pulling up the menu because that's <laughs> yeah. just crazy. No, no, no. That's no way. not real. I feel like that was probably being a little hyperbolic because it's definitely not. I mean, I don't know if there's like some sort of dairy crisis, but <laughs> that is definitely not what's happening. But yeah, I mean, they do... Because you can make a little more money, upcharge, upcharge, upcharge. You know, they have a set menu that most people aren't, they don't need to adapt to, but they will give you some hot sauce for free, bottomless chips and salsa, unless you are 13 years old and you walk in there like we used to do in middle school, because the middle school was like it's walking distance. You get an early release day. I was going to say one of my first memories of jalapenos was skipping school or at least not skipping school early release day and we'd walk across the street to jalapenos and it was the first restaurant I ever went to by myself without my parents and we all sat down all the kids like sixth grade seventh grade and Mm -hmm. we'd sit down and they'd have to serve these kids and I don't even remember paying for anything is like how do uh, that was just so weird yeah and and they would they charge us for chips they would they started charging for chips and salsa because kids would go in there and they would go in in like these packs of like seven. Oh my god! And they would sit down, and you know they would bring waters to the table, and they would bring chips and salsa to the table, and they'd be like, "Are you guys ready to order?" And they're like, "No, we're just gonna have chips and salsa." And it's like, "You gotta be kidding <laughs> this me!" This isn't like a public service. <laughs> yeah. So they finally were like, "Okay, well, if you don't order anything else, there's a charge for chips and salsa." Oh man! And then all of a sudden, the kids would be like, "We're leaving." So, but most of the time, like I remember going there in high school with groups of people and. You know, we just kind of knew that. So it's like, if we're going to sit here and eat bottomless chips and salsa, I think it's fine to throw down $5. Okay, I have an important update. Okay. One scoop of sour cream is one seventy-five. Two scoops of sour cream is three twenty-five. Three scoops is $7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on how much sour cream you can like jam into your mouth hole, but... Basically, it's a couple bucks. But if you order quesadillas, you automatically get one scoop of guacamole and one scoop Ooh, of sour yum. cream. Oh, yum. Oh, I love that. I love their quesadillas. And jalapenos, like, I went away for a while and I came back and all of a sudden they'd done a couple of different things to their menu. They'd started using fajita meat as a filling for things. So the fajita nachos. Because when I worked there, it was oh. just ground beef, shredded chicken. Like, that was it. Like, there were no—they had— I saw they added street tacos to the menu, which is different than their regular tacos. I definitely have not tried that yet. They had no. carnitas. They had pork carnitas, but that was like a thing, and that was it. So now they have a grilled pork, or you can get grilled pork quesadillas, which is just like, if you've had too much to drink the night before, yeah. it's really good. That sounds really, really It's delicious. really good. So, Kate, these tacos are very similar to the Rudy's tacos. That yeah. We had on on your earlier episode. Very similar style. Yes. Very similar, similar style. Yeah. I would say. Is the meat different? Well, I think Rudy's might have slightly more seasoning in the meat. And they put a little less meat so you can eat it without the sauce additions. I think Rudy's also is slightly greasier. Did you have the puffy flour, though? Yes. Did you have the fried flour? Oh, man, I cannot do that. You can't do it? I stopped going to Rudy's even though I live like two blocks away from there because I couldn't handle the fried flour. 
And then they finally have soft corn tortillas on the menu. And I'm like, Rudy's, it's nice to see you again. I love that puffy taco. I couldn't eat them every day. Mm -hmm. But like once every six months or something is just so decadent. It's like eating a stick of butter or something. Yeah, it's not my it's not my jam. I'm a corn girl all the way. Did you ever have that? Yeah. No, that episode. Remember? No, you didn't. It was delicious. No, you didn't. You lied. Oh, yeah. I ordered wrong. Yep. Sorry. All right. So here's the time on Taco the Town. (laughs) This is the time on Taco the Town where we like to read bad reviews of our favorite taco place. Oh, yay. Oh, my. We love jalapenos, but there's some real jerks out there that had bad experiences. Oh, my God. I can't wait. We all know that those people that post bad reviews online are mostly jerks. Yep. So this is the part of the show where we read bad reviews in a funny voice. We call it Bad Reviews. In a funny voice. Bad reviews on Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Taco the Town. JJ says, uh, Garden variety Midwestern Mexican food. Clearly they have some good friends who write them very overinflated five-star reviews declaring their love for this very ordinary, mediocre restaurant. It's pretty overpriced for what it is. The food and the margaritas are expensive and mediocre. It's better than Taco Bell, but not all that much better. The microphone the hostess talks into the entire time, announcing she's putting someone at a table, really makes the place seem trashy and redneck. Really unnecessary. The food is okay. I guess if you're dying for Mexican and you don't want to leave a five-block area, go here. Otherwise, really, don't bother. There are so many great Mexican places in KC. This isn't one. Probably won't be back. Two stars. (laughs) Oh, my God. The microphone. I used to use that microphone. It's terrible. It's like two on table. Why do they do that? A lot of people complain about that. Okay. The reason they do that is because they're basically announcing to the busser. Otherwise, you have to like go hunt down a buster and be like, can you set this for two? It's part of the efficiency system. It's yeah. just like you have, you're looking through this list of like 30 names and it's like table 34 is open. It's a two top and you're like 30, two on 34, please two on table 34. My family used to mess with them. We, whenever we'd go in, we'd say Jackson party of five. <laughs> so they'd go Jackson party of five. Jackson, party of five. Did you actually have five people? Yeah, five okay, people. Okay, because I was going to yeah. say, you probably got in big trouble. Yeah. And your weight was longer if you were waiting on a five top run. No, we had oh, five yeah. people in our family. Yeah. So. Okay. All I'm right. going to assume that Peter is an Eastern European woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. 90% awful. Everything tastes like it come out of 10 gallon jug from Costco. Waiter tries twice cough on table without cover his mouth. Way overpriced. Tables were too small, so whole table was crammed. Nobody refilled the fountain drinks, and evidently they had no spicy sauce and no hot sauce. Chips were great. My wife say her fish tacos were fine. Two stars. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Well, that had a happy ending, That's at least. That's a fun game! <laughs> Devin says, 
went for enchiladas, sat at the bar for seven minutes without anyone acknowledging me. Then, food was poor. Decent chips and salsa, two stars. <laughs> Everyone seems to have a good a good ending or they enjoy some part of There's it. There's like a redemption. Yeah. Like my guy hated it so much. And then he he was like, I probably won't be back. Like he wasn't <laughs> shutting the door. He had that terrible of an experience and he didn't shut the door. On Taco the Town, we do five golden tacos as the mm-hmm. best taco experience. And then one golden taco, not so good. Yep. What would you guys give jalapenos on the five golden taco scale? I give it a three. Three out of five? Yeah, I gave Rudy's a four. I do slightly prefer Rudy's, and so I give this a three. Okay. For the purpose of being gringo tacos, I really like it. So if I'm just judging the tacos, I'm going to go ahead and say like 3.5 on an overall scale, but my scale is tipped a little bit because of nostalgia. Right. Because Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, it's, so I feel like I'm a biased this is not an objective review. Yeah, this that's is a how very... Taco Villa gets any stars at all. I know. Yeah. Is nostalgia. I th- that's my personal opinion. I feel that way about Taco John's. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like a little kid. Yeah. We used to get carryout tacos so much that we now have a saying in my family. It's like you look in the bag and you have to count your tacos. So now, like, anytime oh! you're leaving a place that you have gone, like, like a family dinner or, like, work— you say, oh, count your tacos like before you leave. Count your tacos before you leave. And it's like my That's family amazing. just says that. Like, Don't forget to count your tacos. <laughs> so I'm going to start saying that. Tacos are a big part of remembering not to leave things everywhere. I think I'm going to give it a four out of five just on nostalgia. And mm. I've had so many jalapenos tacos in my lifetime. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. I'm really Excellent. impressed. Like yeah. That's, yeah. I felt guilty giving a three I don't in think front you of need both to. of you. Dine-in. Giving it a four out of five. Okay. Sitting at the bar, eating tacos right out of the fryer, four out of five stars. Carry out, maybe a three. You know, jalapenos doesn't advertise very much. I think jalapenos could really do a little bit better in the city if they had a jingle or something. Do you have like a jingle idea for jalapenos, either of you, that that you could sing for us? Like maybe a, something that incorporates the Mojada Mobetta slogan or you said you were writing a jalapenos musical shay my sister and i we're constantly in pre-production on a number of things that we will never actually finish like several books called my grandma's my bookie and other stories and do you um, remember any lines from your jalapenos okay i can sing you a whole verse of rolling all the silver which is to the tune of (laughs) proud mary maybe just a snippet okay i'd love to hear that okay Left a good job at Joe's barn, (laughs) selling all the chicken every night and day. But I never lost one minute of sleep, just worrying about the tips that I might have made. Dishwasher, keep on washing. Dishwater, keep on sloshing. Sloshing. And we're rolling. 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 Rolling all the silver. Rolling all the silver. And then you can guess nice. what goes from there. I Kate, wrote a do you, jingle. Do you have a jalapenos jingle? I wrote one just now. Okay. Mojada, Mo better. Mitchell bring you a diet, Dr. Pepper. Jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Thanks. <laughs> so if you are near uh, 151st and 69 Highway in Stanley, Kansas, stop by the Jalapenos location there. And if you're in Brookside, there's a Jalapenos there. And if you're having a hankering for some good tacos, stop on by. We'll be right back after this message. Lotus Pool Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Check out the latest music releases by Poster Children, Heidi Lynn Gluck, Sun Eaters, Panel Donor, and many more at lotuspool.com. Celebrating 25 years of music, that's lotuspool.com. Let me ask you a question. We know you like tacos, but do you like the paranormal? Ghost stories? Bigfoot? UFOs? extraterrestrials, cryptids like the Loch Ness Monster, the Dover Demon, and other unexplainable phenomenon? If you do, then you should listen to my new favorite podcast, The Bigfoot Collectors Club, hosted by Bryce Johnson and Michael McMillan. Every episode, Bryce and Michael explore these topics and present stories from paranormal history with guests. I had the pleasure of being a guest on episode seven of The Bigfoot Collectors Club, so look for that episode. We talked about alien implants and abductions. In the time I faked a UFO landing in fifth grade. If you like Bigfoot, collecting, and clubs, then you'll love Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's Bigfoot Collectors Club. You can find it wherever podcasts and chupacabras are found. Now back to the show. So here's the time on Taco the Town where we ask in-depth, personal taco questions. This is called Taco Topics. So Shay, first question, what's the one thing you look for in a taco? The thing that I'm looking for in a taco is containment. Like, I I want all of the things to exist in there that I find to be pleasing. I want balance. And then I want to be able to eat it mostly in one contained sitting. I don't care if it falls out because that's all the fun part. But I don't want it to be fussy. If it's fussy, then it's sort of defeating the purpose. Yeah, that's great. Love that answer. So do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? It very much depends, but I am a corn shell girl. It depends on, like, if I'm eating street tacos, obviously soft shell. Like, you don't. If I'm eating gringo tacos, I prefer deep fried corn shell. It doesn't necessarily, like, the tacos we had are deep fried corn shell, but they're not crunchy. They're not crispy. I will do a flour shell occasionally, but just as I get older, I just find that it's it's not as appealing to me. Okay. I'm not trying to fill the extra space in my belly with flour. Yeah. I'm filling it with tacos and then the beer goes in the cracks. <laughs> oh my god. It gosh. fills in the cracks. I'm picturing this in my head right mm-hmm. now. Beer in the cracks and it's, the it's beautiful. <laughs> I hear it and it's sloshy. I know. <laughs> So do you like hot or mild salsa or just maybe some lime? It really just, again, it depends on the taco. Or ranch, crack ranch. Crack ranch on the gringo taco, but I wouldn't go to any other white people taco place and probably ask for ranch because if they have subpar ranch, like, no, I'm not putting ranch on a taco, generally speaking, like literally only at jalapenos would I ever put ranch on a taco. Do you know what they put in their crack ranch? I don't know, probably crack. I have no idea. I've never made it before. If I'm going for street tacos, you know, if I'm doing al pastor, I just need to squeeze a lime, you know, as long as I've got cilantro and chopped onion. So it, you dress the taco that is in front of you the appropriate mm-hmm. way. Sometimes I love, like, I, I'm on the episode you did about San Antonio, that really spicy green, like, avocado yeah. 
It's so spicy. They have like this creamy habanero salsa too. It entirely depends on what's in front of you. Dress the taco that's in front of you with the dressing options available. And you adjust spice because you have to create balance. I think the taco will like tell you what it wants. It will tell you what it wants. It's like a bio. It's like a biosphere. It's like Mm -hmm. a balanced ecosystem. Mm -hmm. You got to balance that taco ecosystem and then there's harmony. Yes. Question three. If you're not eating tacos, what are you usually eating? Once a month, barbecue. Because I live in Kansas City and like if I if I forget to eat barbecue, then like after a couple of months, I'll be like, oh, I want barbecue. And then I'll want it three days in a row. Yeah. We eat a lot of Asian food, like a lot of different, like the ramen. We like ramen. We like Vietnamese food. Italian food also restricted to once a month. But my husband is Italian and Brazilian. So we like to eat. Mm. We like cheese. Okay. We really like cheese. <laughs> Shay, in your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? Yes. And here's why. We have a lot of Mexicans that live in Kansas City, and they come from a lot of different regions. And like any other immigrant, they bring their food with them and the cultural traditions that go along with them. And so you'll find a lot of representation here. And that's one of the things that I think is so awesome is when you're searching for culturally authentic Mexican food, you can actually find it in so many different places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're Texas, but I think for the Midwest. We're kicking Nebraska's butt. We are definitely kicking <laughs> Nebraska's butt. Do you have a specific taco memory from your childhood that is one of your happiest taco moments? I barely remember this. I remember being there, but they, we were at a Mexican restaurant. And I think my mom said it was, we were on a business trip with my dad, and I think it was in Texas. And I was a very very tan child and I have very dark coloring. And so we were in this Mexican restaurant and a mariachi band was playing and I got up and I started dancing and I was having a very nice time. And I I was dancing on like this big table, like crawled up on the table and started dancing. And then it was like, oh, that's very cute. And my mom went to take me down and this drunk man was like, no, no, you must let her dance. It's good that you let her dance to the music of her people. And my mom's like, okay. In the classic 1993 Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes film Demolition Man that takes place in the not-too-distant future date of 2032, Mm. it is stated that Taco Bell is the last remaining chain restaurant in the world, having been the lone survivor of the franchise wars. Oh. It is presented as a fine dining establishment complete with valet parking and a dance floor. My question to you, who do you think Taco Bell's arch nemesis was that they finally defeated? McDonald's. In the final battle. McDonald's. Of the franchise wars. McDonald's. I'm sorry, I just like... McDonald's? McDonald's. Has to be, like, right? It's, it's a global dominating force. Don't, don't you think Taco Bell has already defeated McDonald's in the franchise wars at this time as we sit here in 2018? McDonald's is on the downslide, wouldn't you say? I don't know. I don't go to any of them. Yeah, I don't go to any of them. I'm having a real hard time here. I do know that there are a lot of international KFC fanatics. Yeah. Like in Japan on Christmas, they all get KFC. That's like a big thing. So I'm wondering if globally there Mm. might be some other players here that would, you know. I mean, there are are still countries in South America to whom— a lot of these larger fast food chains are very new. 
Yeah. So it's really hard to say like what sells and what doesn't sell, but the burger is really popular. And what McDonald's does, I think that's so creepily on point, is they manage to like take in elements of local cuisine and then McDonaldsize it. Yeah. So oh, you can like go McRib? you can go and get like a uh, dumplings there. Yeah, crab rangoon oh. burger. Yeah, like they Oh, 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 so like they, in other countries. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it, it's busy. just like it's super easy to get McDonald's there, but also get McDonald'sized versions of like normal cultural yeah. staples in your area. And I don't know if Taco Bell does that. Like, I think they're just like, we're Taco Bell and you're going to have it wherever. They're adding some really weird stuff to the menu. So they're I think of, that's to build their army in the franchise. Taco of, Bell is? They're kind yeah. of turning into like the monster energy drinks of fast right. food. Yeah. Do that. All right. So here's the speed round. First thing that pops into your head, taco pizza, yay or nay? Nay. Yay. Taco salad, yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Taco burgers? Yay. Nay. Taco dogs? Nay. Of course. <laughs> I named one of my first foster dogs taco. Oh, so like actual like taco dog. Yeah. No, like- I'm picturing a hot dog with taco toppings on it. Yes. Okay. Taco dog. Still nay. It's a taco. Mini tacos? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Choco tacos. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast. Nay. I'd try it. So question 12, Shay, this is for you. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get some tacos? Going to Jalapenos, I have a predisposition to turn on like some 80s music because it's what I'm used to hearing. Some 101 The Fox, Because that was the thing. It was like the 90s, but they were always playing 80s music. Maybe some Go-Go's, We Got the Beat. Yes. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Like it, it and Everybody. some days it was more new wavy and some days it was like real hollow and Oatsy, and okay. some days it was real Van Halen-y. This is the part of the show where I ask the guests to ask me a taco question. It's called Taco to Me. Shay and Kate, do you have a taco question you'd like to ask me? We should ask it at the same time, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Look let's at just, each other. Let's just okay, let's just <laughs> make one up as we go. Okay. So um David, do you, you have, have any feelings about, about tree top? Oh my god, this is not working. Tacos, tree top tacos. Yeah, tree top tacos. <laughs> Would you eat tacos in the treetops? <laughs> Do you see any, do you have any foreseeable issues or problems with that? That's probably one of the last places that I need to check off my taco eating bucket list is on the, t- at the top of a tree. <laughs> we did it! Yeah! Great question. I'd love to, yeah. <laughs> Gotta do it. All right, so that about wraps it up for this episode of Taco the Town. Do either of you have anything you'd like to plug before we close up shop here? I'm really excited. Ham Kitty, my improv group, is bringing in Tim Stoltenberg and Rob Belushi, who's one of the like Belushi Belushis. Oh, cool. To come in from L.A. and teach workshops and do shows with Ham Kitty the weekend of February 2nd and 3rd at the Buffalo Room. They're so amazing. So I just want to say that and hamkitty.com. That's where the info is. Shay, do you have any gigs coming up? I do. I'm playing this Friday at Corvino Supper Club with Hot Club KC, which is an amazing gypsy jazz band. I'm working with a bunch of different groups right now. The People's Liberation Big Band of Greater Kansas City plays the first Sunday of every month at Record Bar in downtown Kansas City. 
Also, I'm working with a group called Arara Azul, which is a three-part harmony vocal Brazilian jazz group. Ooh. So nice. I, I, I do a lot of different stuff. I'm on Facebook at Shea Estes, and you're not hard to find. Well, thanks for being on the show, and thanks for talking tacos with me. Thank you. Talk. See you later. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. Your reviews mean a lot to us. If you'd like to recommend a taco place for us to review, suggest a taco topic, ask us a question, or just give us a taco tip, please check out our Facebook page, Taco the Town KC, and also follow us on Twitter at Taco the Town KC. And as always, you can also reach out via email by sending a message to tacothetowntopics at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your taco suggestions. Big thanks to Curtis Seabolt, Matt Allen, and executive producer Chris Garibaldi. And until next time, go eat some tacos!